Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. If you haven't already, go check out my new website. You can view the latest episode, fan favorites, and even submit a question to our future guests. You can visit the website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. You can also find the link in the show notes. The song you just heard is Only the Good Die Young by Billy Joel. And this is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Jake Agnich. Jake was a two-time state placer for Ames High School, placing 7th and 2nd. He wrestled collegiately for Wartburg, where he claimed All-American honors as a senior after a 5th place finish. Jake joined the Southeast Polk coaching staff in 2018 and became the head coach of the Rams in 2021. At 30 years old, he might be one of the younger coaches, but he has garnered the respect of everyone he meets easy to see why he was picked to succeed coach christensen so please sit back relax and enjoy coach jake agnich so what'd you major in at warburg then fitness management fitness management okay i actually had to go back to school to get my teaching license really i wondered hmm. yeah so you, like you didn't have to just go get your certificate you had to you had you said you had to go back to school yeah, I did an online program um, through a school in Arizona, and like, it's a master's. It was a master's program though, so I got my master's too. So it actually ended up working out really well, and I, nice. I did it all online while working here at the high school as like a associate or whatever. So mm-hmm. nothing crazy. That worked out pretty well though. Oh yeah, I got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So fitness management, why'd you, why'd you take fitness management? Why was that your, what was your goal? Well, it's kind of funny. I I actually went to school or I'd started out as an education major and then was like, I don't think I want to do this. And then uh, I talked to Miller, Millboy, and he was just, I didn't have any idea what I was going to do. And he's like, ah, just do this. It's like, the easiest one and i didn't i didn't really go to school to to do school i guess as mm-hmm. you know like it wasn't like my the reason i didn't go to warburg to go i went there to wrestle so right not like for whatever you know education purposes mm-hmm. you know i i i don't know the story why do they call him Millboy? do you know the origin of Millboy? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I just always knew him as Millboy. No one called him Jim or Coach Miller. They just called him Millboy or Coach Millboy. <laughs> Do you have a nickname now? Uh, no, I don't. I, I, not that I know of, at least. <laughs> Perfect. Not that you know of. Right. So um, what's it like being at Southeast Polk? You know, is it a big school? A lot of kids 
You know? Yeah, so I went to Ames, which obviously is isn't as big as Southeast Polk. I think we're up to like the third or the fourth biggest school in the in the state right now. Um, Easy, but you know, I went to Ames, so it wasn't like a huge shock when I got here. You no. know, I've kind of stayed the same. We went from Ames, which was I don't know fourteen hundred people maybe, and you go to Warburg, which is like two thousand. Then I came here, and and it's you know another two thousand. But I think the clientele or the kids here are a lot different just because we, we draw from like five different towns. So we draw from Altoona, Pleasant Hill, Mitchellville, Runnels. And then we actually run into like the East side of Des Moines a little bit too. So we, it's kind of like a melting pot of, you've got your like suburb kids, you've got your Des Moines kids, you've got your like more, I don't know, country kids from Mm -hmm. out Mm-hmm. like Reynolds Mitchellville. So it's, it's an interesting little melting pot of, of kids. And I think it's really benefited us, you know, in, in all sports though. So, you know, we get a bunch of different kids who come together and, and have different backgrounds and they're able to, you know, help each other out. It's kind of, you get your like diversity um, training in there, you know, so before you head out to the real world. I was going to ask, yeah, you know, with your wrestling specific, your wrestling room, having all those different, personalities or backgrounds how do you keep it into one cohesive unit you know and team well we we've had a pretty stable and consistent uh you know, coaching staff for a while now. I know Coach C, Coach Christensen was uh, retired a few years ago, but pretty much all the same assistants that he's had have stuck around and, and helped out. So they kind of know the lay of the land. And then uh, I would say I'm pretty easy to get along with us. So, you know, so, and, and all of our assistants are, so it's, it's not like a big deal when we've got, you know, kids who, come from nothing and we have kids who come from a ton and and we've got everyone in the middle so it's it's not too big of a deal i don't think um but mm-hmm. it's been it's been kind of interesting to like be able to sit back and watch you know my first couple of years here and, and kind of see how those guys go about things and then we've got a bunch of teachers in the district too so it's kind of easy to you know we get we get to know these kids you know all day at school and then get to have them in the room too and it's it, it works out really well yeah, I was going to ask, you know, what is your per- what is your coaching personality, you know? Like how would you describe it? Uh, I would say I'm pretty relaxed, I guess, or pretty easygoing. I don't get I try not to get too fired up cuz then bad things happen, but uh you know, I I don't really yell at the kids. I just love wrestling and I want them to love wrestling and you know, kind of show them my love for the sport and and most of them you know, show that back. So it's, it's been good. I don't, I don't know. You'd have to probably ask some of (laughs) our kids or assistants at some point, but I I think I'm pretty easygoing and and I get a little fired up in practice, but you know, I'm not like a yeller or anything. So Mm -hmm. it's more of a, Hey, this is what we've got to get better at. This is what we need to work on today. And and we'll, we'll make those adjustments. And, um, you know, I try to make it, make practice fun and make it something kids want to actually come in and be a part of. Cause you know, that's, that's kind of the background of our program is, is our numbers. So Mm -hmm. if if I'm not doing my job, then our numbers are going to go down and, and that's not a good thing for us. Yeah. What gets you fired up? I'm curious now. Um, you know, like you're you just your normal stuff, like kids, kids not listening, kids being defiant, um, you yeah. know, like a lack of respect that 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 stuff kind of bothers me. So, 
you know, but our program is, is awesome. We don't have a whole lot yeah. of that. So that's probably why I don't have to get too fired up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, going back to your wrestling days, when did you, when did you start? Um, my dad wrestled at Nashua, um, okay. for a couple of years and, yeah, I don't really know how good he was or anything, but he, he got me going in second grade. And then I remember I did a few tournaments and I think I got like second at my first one thinking I was awesome. And then <laughs> I went to a bigger one and I remember getting my butt whooped twice. And one of one time was by Gabe Marino. Um, like he probably like teched me or pinned me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming off and I was just like, ah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And my dad said, all right. And he never pushed me back into it. And then I was lucky. I've been surrounded by a lot of good people throughout my life. But uh, in eighth grade, I was struggling in school and just being an idiot, you know, like right. a normal, normal teenager. And, and our, I remember our assistant principal pulled me in and he had just happened to be the wrestling coach. And I just happened to be on his roster, or whatever the case might be. And he was like, you're going to cut your hair and you're going to come out for wrestling and i for whatever reason that day was just like oh okay i'll do that (laughs) and then uh so eighth grade did that and then kind of went from there wait so you went out so you you were wrestling in second grade and then that was it you didn't wrestle till eighth grade year yeah i I mean i maybe wrestled for like a month in second grade year like wow yeah i i ended up as an eighth grader going out and I had success. I like, I'm a, tr- I haven't grown since an eighth grade. So like I, I was like, a, I was the full grown me as an eighth grader. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I had some success as an eighth grader, not like on the AAU level or anything, but like mm-hmm. just middle school stuff. I probably only lost a few times and had a bunch of good guys around me that kind of were able to help push me and drive me, you know, to, to want to be better. And, my dad was super supportive at all times. So it was, it was a good mix. It was a good thing. I, I started late. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's sometimes that is good to start late. You know, um, I've talked to quite a few people who, yeah, start seventh grade, eighth grade. I talked to somebody, he started in seventh grade and he was an all American at heavyweight a couple of years ago, like, you know, division one. So, um, do you have any idea why you decided like to listen and go out? No, I think I was just like, it was like a confusing time for me. I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I was like, and so as an eighth grader, I had uh, broken my ankle in football. And so I didn't get to like play that whole year. And I, who knows, I probably wouldn't have played anyways. I wasn't, I wasn't that good, but uh I didn't get to play football and I didn't know what I was going to do. And my parents wanted me to be active and and participate in things. And I don't know, he must've just caught me on a good day. And I had a few buddies, I had a few buddies on the wrestling team too. So that, that probably helped, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just, whatever reason I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I will cut my hair and and I'll I'll come out for wrestling. I was going to ask what, if you did any other sports or fall in love with any other sports or, were you even involved in any sports? Yeah, I mean, I did like all the normal stuff growing up. I played baseball and my dad liked baseball a lot. He probably wanted me to do baseball, actually. Um, but played baseball until eighth grade or till after eighth grade, I, I quit baseball. Uh, played soccer growing up, loved soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what else did I do? I mean, football and, you know, just kind of run around. I, I played a little bit of basketball too, but nothing. I, mean, I obviously wasn't very good. I was <laughs> a small, small person my entire life. But uh, once I got to high school, I played football for my freshman and sophomore year. But like I said, didn't really grow. So wasn't, didn't really see much of a future in football. Um, and then, so my last, last two years, I ran cross country. Oh, really? Yeah, actually, I actually really really hated running but i wasn't too i wasn't too bad i wasn't good by any means but it helped me you know i i like to cut weight in high school for some odd reason so like because i wasn't very good so i had to you know lose a little bit of weight to be stronger so um i would i would that would help me get get weight down and get in shape so and you know i I was somewhat good. So it was, it was kind of like an easy, not like I didn't like start, but our, our cross country team would always qualify for state stuff. And I was like right on the edge of running. Like I would practice with the varsity, but not, not run, which was probably for the best. So did you make it to state? Like, did you run at state for, with your team? No, 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 no. I just, I would run like in the top 10 or 12 it with in practice. And oh, okay. But no, no, I wasn't. I mean, I started too late. I mean, I could run like a 1730 or something, 1730, 18, like, pretty consistently. But most of our guys were running low 17s and high 16s, probably. So okay. well, she's, I don't know if that's good in small, I don't know if that's good in small schools, but it wasn't, it wasn't good enough to be the top seven at Ames. I know that yeah that's that's pretty good you know um because i was running i think the lowest i ever got i got like a low 17 once you know but otherwise yeah probably right around there low 18s you know and i was on the back end of varsity you know so geez can't imagine what i'd be on your team (laughs) in the 16s Hey, big school, man. There's a lot of kids to choose from. We had like, we had like a hundred kids on our cross country team. I remember for whatever reason, it was like, it was, I don't know. Everyone, there was just a lot of kids that did it. So it was, um, things got crazy. What do you run a practice? I wonder with that many kids, that's, that's just a lot of kids. Well, they, they would split it up. They would do like your top 10 to 15 would run in a group and then you'd have your next like 20 to 30 run in a group and then you'd have everybody else. Cause some kids just did it to get a, you know, cause you can, if you did a sport, you know, you get to opt out of PE. Oh, right. Right. So it's like a lot of kids would be like, Oh, I'll just run cross country. And you know, that, that third group would, (laughs) they wouldn't do a whole lot most of the time. Or, you know, you, I mean, if you're the 80th kid, you can get lost pretty easily and no one knows. (laughs) Huh? How many kids did you have on your wrestling team then? Um, in high school, we probably were sitting between 40 and 50. It wasn't like a big, big group. We weren't, we weren't super successful for Mm -hmm. a couple of years before we got to high school not that we were super successful when i was in high school but we were you know like consistently a top i don't know 15 or 20 team in both duels and in traditional stuff so we, we just had a, good, a couple good individuals yeah and you being one of them you know right yeah i got i got lucky i was around surrounded by a couple my best friends are the swallow twins i i actually going fishing with ben tonight so oh really Oh yeah, we go fish quite a bit, and then uh, 
but yeah, those guys and like Riley Bannock and Taylor Knight and um, Nathan Twido and I'm missing a bunch of people, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, we, we had some decent teams. Yeah. Yeah. And so like you got into high school, you said you had some success as an eighth grader. Um, you know, you did you find some success right away as a freshman? Because you made the state as a sophomore. Yeah, I was actually I wasn't very good as a freshman. I you know, wrestled in eighth grade and then I played basketball in eighth grade because we had split split ah, seasons season. or whatever. And then I broke my ankle again in basketball. So I I really? broke it in football, wrestled, and then broke it in basketball. Um so that sucked. And then I didn't do a whole lot that summer. I just didn't really know if I like I was gonna be good or not. I just had success and then went out as a freshman. I made our varsity lineup, but like wasn't wasn't ready. I was, I probably weighed 115 pounds. Couldn't, couldn't beat our six pounder, um, wrestled 112 and 119 and just was small and undersized. I mean, I probably, I maybe won 10 matches. I don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah. And then, but I remember I, I, for whatever reason, coaches were like, Oh, you could be good, blah, 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 you know, all those things. And so I was like, Oh, okay. And then my dad kind of just arranged, some camps and some club practices and we just did that from as soon as wrestling was over in the spring we did that until net the next uh winter and i made some adjustments and got better and then after that i i quit doing camps per se and just did like some club practices and things like that we would train at iowa state quite a bit and our high school would have a few things i'd drive to des moines to wrestle with like colby knight and austin anderson and a few other people like that so i was i was training a lot but you know it wasn't like the club scene now where you got all these kids coming in and scrapping it was like oh you know you know a few guys that are gonna meet up in des moines and you hope they show up kind of thing but but i mean my my dad my dad was awesome in the fact that he made if i signed up for something he made me do it no matter what and he found a lot of things for me to sign up for so you know those camps and stuff sucked at the time but i wouldn't have i i wasn't very good i needed to learn a bunch of new technique i was just going off of being an athlete so Mm -hmm. it was it was super important that i did those things um but but it certainly sucked at the time oh yeah all that resonates with me. Like, yeah, you know, you go to those technique camps and you're like, ah, you know, uh, and then you go to these, yeah, you're, you're right. Spot on with those club practices, man. They got it. They got it made where, you know, 30 kids are going to show up and their hammers. Yeah. Back in the day, it was like, yeah. Hey, you want to, you want to wrestle tonight? Right. Hey, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those, you know, those technique <laughs> camps are so important for like newer wrestlers, you know, mm-hmm. it's, we've got some kids who you know might benefit a little bit from it but i mean i took so much from those things you know we went all over went to iowa iowa state went out to like pennsylvania or ohio i can't remember really yeah i don't remember why but spent like a week out there and it was just me and my dad and he just drove me around and watched practice he loved he i mean he loved to watch practice so he probably he wanted me to go to as much stuff as possible (laughs) just so he could go (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah he, lo- he like just you know sitting on the side and talking to other dads and just mm-hmm. kind of getting some like social interaction yeah do you have any brothers or sisters or any other family members i have a younger brother um he he was he probably he never reached his goals i would say but he uh I me mean, started for Ames for 
three or four years. Mm-hmm. He's he'd be he would have been a freshman when I was a sophomore. Oh, okay. Did no, he... no, no, no. I lied. I lied. He was a freshman when I was a senior. He's three years three years younger. Gotcha. Did he go with you to these camps and practices, and or was it just you and your dad? No, he started wrestling late, just mm-hmm. kind of like me. Um, he wasn't maybe as driven as I was in, okay. in a lot of ways, but so like when I started having some success, like as a, as a sophomore, a little bit and a junior, then he was like, okay, I'll, I'll start, you know? So he didn't start till sixth, seventh grade. And, mm-hmm. and then it was, he probably got kind of screwed over because then parents are spending so much time with me that maybe he's not doing as much, you know, and he would come to some of those like practices, but it was just, it was different. Yeah. I kind of feel that. So like you, a lot of youth tournaments, you know, they're on the weekends, obviously, but also on the weekends are your high school tournaments. So, you know, I sometimes got caught in between there as well with my brother who was varsity, you know, wrestling in tournaments. And then how was I supposed to get to little kids tournaments when they're the same day you want to watch your brother. And so like, you're kind of in that in between there. Right. Yeah. No, I would say, I would say he kind of got caught in, in there and then, you know, he just didn't maybe have the same drive that I had to be successful. Just, you know, every, every kid different. Yep. Yeah. When did you have that drive? Cause it sounded like at first you were like, all right, I guess I'm going to do this. I'll cut my hair and, <laughs> and do this, but. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, after my freshman year, I was pretty motivated to, to get better because I, I, I enjoyed wrestling, but I didn't, uh, you know, have a ton of success, but I could, I could feel myself getting better. And then as a sophomore, I had a pretty good year, but I would get pretty much just get third or fourth at everything. I couldn't ever like get over that hump, which we wrestled a tough schedule, but still there was a few times where I was like, I probably should have you know, there's some matches I thought I should have won. And, you know, I actually got lucky kind of and qualified for state that year. And so that kind of helped me get motivated because, you know, I go to state and have a terrible tournament because you get pinned twice because I, you know, I've never wrestled in a big tournament in my life. And I remember standing in the tunnel being like, oh, my God, what am I, you know, what am I about to go do? <laughs> you know, I have, I got no idea what's going on. So I, I was pretty motivated after that. And I had, uh, my buddy Luke Swalla also qualified for state that year and didn't place, but his brother Ben did place. Mm-hmm. And so Luke was pretty, you know, pretty motivated as well at, at that point. And yeah. ben, had got, ben just got fourth at the state tournament. So he's like, oh, I think I'm going to win, you know, the next two years. And sure. we were we were lucky and, and we had a bunch of guys with that were like minded. Hmm. So the bright lights. So y- you, you felt that as a kid, like you felt the stage of Iowa, the high, the Iowa high school state tournament. The first, the first year I did for sure. And, and, you know, I'm not one to get too rattled with stuff, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason that got me bad. So after, after that, it was, it was no, no issues. Yeah. But, you know, I just, for whatever reason, I was just like, Oh my God, what am I, yeah. what's happening here? I, I can feel that, you know, like I feel as if, if I, I never qualified for state, but if I did, I, I feel like that would be something I would have dealt with too, you know, be like, holy cow, you know, I'm always up in the stands. Now I'm down here. Like just to, yeah. Well, and, and honestly, I had never really gone and watched the state tournament either. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I think I maybe, I think I maybe went to a one, a session 
with my dad one time but but I don't remember I I'm you know I don't I wasn't like a kid who was like you know like all these kids do now they they just like go to the state tournament and watch uh from the time they're a third grader on I just never did those things yeah Hmm. so it was a shock yeah do you see that sometimes in your athletes today or are you able to like or because of what you just mentioned they've been there they've been going since they were in third grade or whatever that it's not quite that way um i mean a little bit with especially with kids who like maybe came on light or for whatever reason you know didn't have the success that they they thought they should so it's like a lot of those kids a lot of our kids that we you know you can see potential in and have really good like junior high careers like we try Mm -hmm. to get them tickets to like the semis and the state finals so they kind of get to experience it before um but no for the most part our kids are pretty well conditioned to big tournaments they've been going to state they've been going to d1s they've been you know competing at big tournaments it's just kind of you know another another tournament for them yeah so I guess back real quick to like your career, your junior year. Um, did you have what were your goals going in? Did you were you a goal setter? Um, I wasn't like a person who wrote down their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had goals, but I also didn't know what to expect, really. You mm-hmm. know, um, I mean, I, I just assumed I would make that natural you know, progression and, and become a state place winner. And then like throughout the year, I had, like beaten some decent kids, lost the kids I should lose to. I was probably like a, I don't know, a top 10 kid, um, just depending on the draw. And um, actually got, was winning and got pinned in the first round at state. So that was really cool um, that first year or that junior year. But, you know, I ended up coming back and placing and um, had had some good matches with with people. Um, I, you know, it, to me, I, I look at that year as like a I should have done better mm-hmm. um, because you know, I, assuming I, I, I had beaten the kid before the kid I was beating and, and got pinned by, and then I had beat the kid multiple times that he had wrestled in the quarter. So that kid ended up making the semis. Um, so to me, you know, I, I probably should be wrestling in the semis. So that was, that was obviously frustrating, but you know, to, to place was, was a goal of mine. And so that was nice to, you know, reach that goal. And then, you know, it kind of just set me up for a decent, decent senior year as well. Yeah, something you just said was that I think is a lot of people feel or a lot of athletes feel is that natural progression. You said, you know, well, I placed I made it as a sophomore. Naturally, you think I'm just going to come back and do better. Right. But it's not kind of the case, you know, that well, you're older, that you're just all of a sudden better. No, for sure. I mean, but, you know, I, I can say that because I, I know I put a ton of time in it. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know throughout the spring and summer. No, that's something I talk to our kids about all the time is like, you know, you've got to understand that just because you're a senior now or a junior now, and you just because you qualified for the state tournament last year, doesn't make, doesn't mean you're going to just all of a sudden make these jumps. Like you have to still do something, whether that's, you know, I mean, for some of our kids, it's, 
you just need to compete. So maybe you just play baseball or play football, whatever, you know, if you're, if you're that type of athlete, but for most of our kids, it's, Hey, you need to come to our practices and we need to, you know, do some spring and summer tournaments. And, and that will, that will then make that natural progression actually happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause I think, I think sometimes I got lost in that too, as an athlete, like I didn't really do much summer wrestling at all. I played baseball, you know, Right. I always felt like the next year I would just be better, if you will, you know, just because I was a year older. I don't know. You know, Hey, we, we have kids, we have high school kids that I watch happen that happen to all the time. Unfortunately, they, they just assume because they had a decent, you know, season the year before that they're going to make this big jump. And some of them do because they're great athletes, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, a lot of them don't. And so it's, but it's, it's hard to tell a a 17 year old kid that, you know, they don't, (laughs) they don't necessarily always understand some of them do and some of them don't. So, yeah. Um, then real quick, your senior year, is that when you finally really felt like you put everything to, excuse me, everything together? Um, yes and no. Like I had had a, I had had a really up and down year. So like my, my senior year during cross country, I was heavy, like really heavy. Um, and so I was like, you know, I need to like, I need to you know, get my diet on point, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So start cross country season and my appendix burst. And then, so I mm-hmm. then lost, lost like 25 pounds and we got really, really skinny. Um, and which was probably the only reason I made 112 as a senior. So that was, that was actually really nice. But, um, you know, I, I was still recovering from that entering the season. And then, you know, wow. I up and down, I lost a few matches. I really thought I should have won and, um, actually had a, had a really bad end of the season. I lost two matches at conference or conference tournament, um, got fourth there. And then I lost at districts as well. So I was like, I was on a downward spiral actually. Um, (laughs) But like from an outsider's perspective, I was, but I never thought that I like, I didn't, I just never thought that way. And I, we had, I had an awesome coach who Mm -hmm. was good about, you know, keeping us, keeping us upbeat. And like, none of my losses were bad. Like, I think I lost those last two weeks. I lost to the kids who got first, third and fourth in in my state. It wasn't like I was, and they were all, you know, one was overtime. One was a one point loss. One was a, um, I think another overtime match. So it wasn't like I was super far out of it. I just was taking losses, but yeah, at the state tournament, I just, strung together a, a couple good matches and I got a little content in the state finals and it kind of cost me, but I think in the, in the long run, I'm actually happy. I lost just, I'm not, I'm not happy because obviously <laughs> right. but I, I think it, I think it makes me a better coach. And I also don't think I would have went to Warburg if I would have won a state title as well. So really, where would you have went? I would probably just gone to Iowa state and done the normal regular college life. I, I mean, I don't know. I, a bunch of my high school friends were there. Um, you know, Ben and Luke were going to wrestle there. I had talked to them a little bit, but, um, I don't know. I think I would have just been pretty content with my wrestling career had I, you know, maybe won a state title and, I mean, I don't know that for sure. That's, right, that's right. something I know. I remember thinking about 
afterwards after losing i was like hey i need to do something else like i don't want this to be the end of my career where i think leading into it i was like i'm gonna win a state title and and just like be done because wrestling Mm -hmm. was hard and and i was getting tired i think so how did you so i'm curious then so you were you first off how'd you end up at warburg um, well, I think the Warburg coaches were coming in to recruit Ben and Luke actually. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be there and have a good practice. Um, and I remember talking with Ortner afterwards, um, who at the time he's a Bosco coach now, but at the time was one of their assistants and, um, just got my info and then kind of stayed in touch. And I didn't, I didn't even commit to Warburg until late, like probably like, March, April, May time of, of my high school, senior year. So I didn't really know what I was going to do, but took, went, on, went on a visit there and really liked it and just was like, you know what, if I'm going to be good at wrestling, I probably should go, come here because uh-huh. at the time they were winning everything. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to ask you real quick about committing late. I, I've talked to a lot of people who have done the same thing, you know, but on the other side of the coin recently, you know, in the last however many years, like we see a lot of people verbally committing, committing way early in their junior year, sometimes even sophomore year verbally committing, like, you know, how do you kind of guide your athletes through that process, knowing that you can wait and commit and still make the right decision and have success. You don't have to rush into a decision. Yeah, I think it's different for each kid. I think there's some kids that just want to get it out of the way, which isn't which isn't always a good thing because then you maybe don't take all the visits that you 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 know you you want them to. But there are some kids that just want that pressure gone. Um, yeah. But no, normally, I try to tell our kids to take take all their visits and, and you know get to experience everything um, because you might have this idea in your head of of where you want to go and how awesome this place might be and that just might not be the reality of it um but you know for the most part i you know you want your kids to commit later just because they get to experience everything but same time as like you know college athletics right now is crazy with with the amount of money being thrown around and kind of scholarship stuff and you know if you're like a really good student you need to get into school earlier um you know some of those like ivy league places you know you got to like start the 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 process to get in you know a lot sooner rather than later um so it it can be it can be different for for each kid but as long as you do your due diligence and like actually look into things like i have no issues with a kid committing earlier rather than later but you know for the most part take your visits have a good time have some fun get to know the kids and the coaches and and make the right choice did you take any visits besides the warburg one yeah, I went to like Simpson and I went on a visit to Grandview. Um, and then, you know, I like hung out with all the wrestlers at Iowa State and we went to, you know, hung out with those guys every once in a while. So like I knew the I knew the people there. And um, but yeah, no, I took a few other little visits. But Warper was was definitely the place for me after after that first visit. Yeah. And then, you know, you wrestled 112 as a senior. How big of a challenge was it to wrestle 125? Um, I I definitely wasn't the biggest, but I wasn't like wasn't like I was tiny. Like I was still 
I would get up to 35 or 40. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I mean, I was, it was not great weight all the time, but, um, you know, I would have been a 118 pounder if there was a weight class, but, mm-hmm. um, I that was a lot of weight in high school. Sorry, but I'm just like, Oh yeah. I love the cut weight. I mean, I, I, I said that I, earlier, but I'm like, geez, I mean, it wasn't like I was, I did it all the wrong way too, though. I did the whole, like, you know, you starve yourself and you, um, you go find a sauna and you, you know, do all those things that, you know, I now tell kids not to do. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I mean, I, I benefited when I was stronger just because I didn't have like the best technique still yet. So I relied a lot on being able to pull legs in and, and, you know, kind of ride hard. And then in order to do that at the time, I think I thought I needed to be bigger. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just wasn't like a weightlifter and never really was. So I never felt strong unless I was bigger than the person. So, um, Yeah, I mean, I would start at like 130 or 135 in high school and cross country would lose five to 10 pounds. And then, you know, you kind of once wrestling season started, I I didn't get much over 120, 125. Yeah. Um, what were you what were your expectations going into Warburg? Because it said you kind of made it seem like you didn't want to end on that second place. So, you know, what were you expecting or wanting to do at Warburg? I mean, I expected to start right away and be really good, but that, that, that wasn't the, that wasn't necessarily the case. I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't mentally or physically prepared for college wrestling. You know, I know that's like super cliche to say, cause that's what everyone says, but you know, I was good, but not ready to be like an all American. And that's what you need to do if you're going to start work. So, um, it ended up being a really good thing. I, I was behind Kenny Anderson, who was a three-time national champ. And then I was behind Gilberto Camacho for the next two years, who was a, he got third and fifth, but was the best guy in the bracket. Um, And so like, I got to train with those guys all the time and I was a good practice partner. So I ended up being their, their guy that they would, you know, that Keller would throw me in, in there with those guys and I would give them a good feel and we'd scrap and, you know, it, it was good. And, you know, but yeah, my expectations were really high. And then I kind of get to practice and get to competitions and I'm like, Oh, I got a long ways to go, mm-hmm. um, which was good. Um, I needed a couple years and, you know, if I probably, if I would have maybe went to like a Simpson or somewhere, it, I don't know that I would have gotten as good just because, you know, maybe you start earlier and you don't have to push yourself. Like I had to push myself against those guys. Yeah. A couple of things I want to dissect there real quick that you said was the first one was, um, you know, it's cliche, but you weren't, you weren't really mentally prepared for college wrestling yet. And, and I, and I agree with you. Yes, it is, you know, quote unquote cliche, but it's, it's the hard truth sometimes, you know, that you go into a room, off this success in high school thinking that you're just going to find success right away. And that's not how it works. Even at the division three level, you know, it doesn't matter what level you wrestle at. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, maybe D three is a little bit different in, in the fact that you, you will have a few guys that are going to be more on your level, but mm-hmm. you know, like if I wouldn't have gotten a takedown for a really long time, had I not been able to like, pick an easier guy you know 
Um, mm-hmm. Like if I went with Kenny and Gilberto, I wasn't sniffing a takedown for the first two months, I, I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they were better, they were stronger, they were more mature. They'd been in college for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, well, I mean, they were just better. So, you know, just kind of learning to, in, in the mental side of things was more like, hey, you're gonna, we're gonna train two days or two times a day for the first month and a half. Like I hadn't done that before. Like yeah. I, I, I was ready to be done after a couple of weeks. Like I was like, Oh, and then we still have like four more months of this and mm-hmm. you know, things, things get better. You, you, you know, your mind and body just gets used to those, those things on a, a daily basis. So over time it was okay. But, um, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. And I think a lot of kids are, are in the same boat, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's hard. And, it doesn't matter how good you are. You're, you're, you know, and how hard you train in high school, you, you get to college and things are just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second thing you said was you, you came in and you were a good practice partner, you know, like you may not have gotten a takedown right away against Kenny Anderson or Camacho, but you were in there scrapping and being the best partner you could be. And I think that can be difficult at times. You know, as somebody who comes in and wants to have success or get takedowns and you're not getting any, but you're still in there putting your nose in there, sticking your nose in and working hard. Yeah, I mean, it's something I can talk to our guys, our high school guys about right now, too, is just being a good partner and the importance of it and the importance of having guys like that. And, you know, sometimes you got to bide your time and, and sometimes that's the best option for you. You know, getting thrown to the wolves isn't always the best thing if you're not ready for it. And mm-hmm. um, I was lucky to get a kind of be on both sides of it. I was a part of a high school team that wasn't, you know, amazing. And I kind of got thrown to the wolves right away when I probably wasn't ready. And then college, part of an awesome college team. And I'm not getting thrown to the wolves right away. And, and I'm not getting thrown out there till I'm ready. And, you know, both have their benefits if, if you can handle it. Yeah, when you finally started, you started as a junior. No, um, I actually only started as a senior. Okay, because I saw so you I had, had a, a pretty good record as a, a junior, so I assume that that was maybe your time. No, I wrestled a bunch. Right. Um, like, anytime Gilberto didn't, you know, whether, whether he's banged up or needs a duel off or whatever, I would, I would step in and, you know, I wrestled a lot of opens. I actually had a I – I did. I, I ended up having a really good junior year. Oh, you did? Um, but no, I wasn't, I wasn't our starter. I wasn't, um, able to beat the, I mean, I beat some guys who like, you know, went on to be successful and blah, 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 but I wasn't in the lineup actually until a senior. And you, you were ready? Mm. ready Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say I wasn't ready the first couple weeks mm-hmm. but you kind of get ready as the time goes on you know you you flip a switch and i i made my decision to be good um right before we kind of leave for christmas break i remember i took a loss to a kid i didn't think i should lose to and i kind of just decided i remember sending keller a text just being like hey that's not gonna ever happen again and um after that i was like locked in Locked in. Yeah. And you rode that all the way to all American finish. Did you, did you expect like when you were locked in, did you expect to be on an all American and fighting for a national title? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I took after I after I sent him that text, I, I lost one time up until nationals, and it was to the kid who from Augsburg who had won the year before and won that year as well, and I like kind of almost beat him. Um, and I remember going into national, like I won regionals or whatever the qualifying. I don't know what they call it now, but yeah. I think it was it was like the conference tournament plus a couple teams, and that's how you qualify. Um, and I won that and beat a kid who had qualified for nationals three times and was like a top five or six kid. Um, and I remember I went into nationals. I think I was the seven seed. And actually, just like my junior year, I, of course, am winning and get pinned in the first round. So that was, that was also really cool. For whatever reason, I... I legit never get turned, but I, that's probably the bad thing. Cause if I go to my back, I'm like, I just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so that after that hit me really hard, I remember, but, mm -hmm. uh, luckily we had a big break before we were <laughs> rest on the backside. So I was able to kind of recover, but, um, and then I actually, I think I won an overtime match the first round of the backside. Um, so it was like a whirlwind of emotions. And then after that, I kind of calmed down and I don't know, got fifth. So yeah. like it was, it was a good tournament, but not a great tournament. I mean, I was seated seventh maybe. Mm -hmm. So like place above your seed, but not like, uh, not like I made a huge run or anything, but I probably I on the backside of my little run. Yeah. I mean, I probably finished where I like expected to finish if that makes any sense i i knew a few of those guys were probably just more skilled than me but uh, you know i i thought i thought i was probably a top six guy so like getting fifth was good yeah and ending on a you know ending your career on a win you know there's a lot to be proud of there you know yep. where you started yeah no it was good i was i was happy with kind of where where that ended it was it was a much better ending than a second place finish at state i can tell you that and a lot harder yeah, yeah. <laughs> um how so now i guess uh, i want to touch on your coaching career how'd you end up at southeast polk um so i was in i was at so i graduated in 2015 my wife is two years younger than me mm -hmm. um so i stuck around and helped out at warburg and like just worked insurance um and then i was basically just a practice guy again like i wrestled every single day with the warburg team um and then my wife got a job in des moines or well she wasn't my wife yet yeah. but she was we got engaged and then she was like i'm moving to des moines and i didn't really want to um but she said basically was like hey you can come with if you want but i'm going because she's from waverly so she'd been in waverly forever mm -hmm. ready to get out and then moved down here and uh just happened to be work so i i knew the runyon family so i was wrestling with lance a decent amount and went down to watch him at um the freco state tournament which was in uh, Iowa City at the Iowa City West gym mm -hmm. and I ran into Jeff Evans there who I had known just through some people and he was he's a longtime assistant coach here at Polk um, and he 
he was like, Hey, let's go get a beer and, and dinner sometime and just like catch up. Cause I knew his brother from a uh, way back. He used to help out at Ames and we did and kind of talked and came to a couple practices here in the off season. And they were like, Hey, we want you on board. And it's hard to turn down Southeast Polk. I mean, they were just coming off a run of a bunch of state titles and nationally ranked teams and great kids. And so I decided to become an assistant coach here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you ever feel like, is that, you just mentioned it, like they're a top tier team. Did you ever feel in over your head a little bit because of, you know, the team you were, you're coaching? No, but so when I came in, I didn't like, they brought me on to pretty much just wrestle. Like I, like I bring guys on right now. I have like, you know, four or five assistant coaches who their only job is to wrestle with our kids every day. They don't do the paperwork or the behind the scenes stuff or the dealing with parents and the dealing Mm -hmm. with administration. So that's kind of what I did as a first year coach here. Like I wrestled with Lance Runyon and Kate DeVos and Devin Harmison, who was a couple time place winner and Kobe Pritchard and uh, just a few other guys who, you know, Nathan Marchand, a couple guys on the team. So I, I just wrestled and didn't have to deal with any of that stuff. And it was awesome. And then, you know, for whatever reason, they saw something in me, I guess. And that second year I, I, for coach C was like, Hey, you're, you're going to run half these practices and you're going to do half the stuff that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I didn't know any better. So I said, okay, whatever, like I'll do whatever you guys need me to do. Mm -hmm. And I got, I got lucky because I got to be around coach C and learn from him. And then, you know, all these assistant coaches who've been around forever or I'm, you know, became good friends with. And, you know, I mean, like Jeff Evans is like one of my best friends right now. And he's, he's been coaching here for 20 years, you know? So it's, Uh it's, I just, I don't know. I've just been lucky and, and been around really good people and, you know, our program's awesome and, and it wouldn't be as good as we are still if we didn't have all those guys around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my uncle, I talked to him, he coached, is at MFL Marmac. Um, and he said it was very important. He was an assistant coach at North Polk uh, way back in like the early 2000s. But he was like, it was very important for him to be an assistant coach um, because it kind of prepared him to be a head coach. A lot of people, I think, kind of they jump in, they want to be a head coach right away. You know, so I guess my question is how important or beneficial was it to be just an assistant just to kind of step back and take everything in before you became a head coach. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was super important. You know, I didn't come into this wanting to be a head coach. You know, I, if it it was up to me, coach C would, I would, he'd still be coaching here. I, I, I miss him a lot, but um, not saying I don't enjoy being the head coach or anything. It's, it's fun, but like being an assistant's the best. Um, but yeah, no, I got to learn a lot from him and, you know, our staff does a really good job of like working together and, you know, pretty, pretty tight knit and everyone has their role and, and they, they do their role so that other people don't have to do more work. So, and, you know, I got to, I got to learn from the best coaches um, in the mm-hmm. state as far as the high school 
high school season goes. And um, it was important to learn kind of just the behind the scenes stuff more so than the wrestling stuff. Like coaching wrestling is not hard, you know, I mean, it is hard, but, you know, showing moves and, and running practices, that stuff is that stuff everyone can do, but you know, it's the talking with parents, administration, the organize, organization side of things, the scheduling, things like that, that I got to learn from coach C that I've now been able to take and um, kind of use as, as I'm a head coach here. So did you even want to be a coach? Did you even think coaching was in your future? Like you kind of, you kind of made it seem like, yeah, I was going to be a head coach. I love, I love wrestling and I enjoy helping kids and I enjoy watching them get better. Um, I'd always wanted to be a coach. I mean, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the coach coaching side of things. I really love practices. Um, I like practicing more than competition. Um, but, uh, it wasn't like, a. I, I guess I didn't have this like goal of like, Hey, I'm going to be a head coach in, in f- five years, or I need to be a head coach. You know, I just want to help kids out. And I mean, it's obviously fun to be a part of a successful program that that certainly helps, but no, it wasn't like a, I have to be a head coach. I, I need to be a head coach. It was, I just fell into being, being the head coach kind of deal. Um, like, like I said, I've been super lucky. I've been surrounded by a ton of good people and for whatever reason, they thought I was ready to be, be the head coach. And I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that, I think, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been good, but no, I, I didn't go into it being like, Oh, I'm going to come in here and be an assistant coach for three years. And then I'm going to be the head coach. It was, Mm -hmm. I'm just here to help help them get better and, and help them try to win. Yeah. You know, I, I always believe that some of it, like you're saying, yeah, maybe some of it was a little bit luck on your part. However, it just, have you, you know, it looks and it just shows the type of person you are, the character that you have and the values and all that, that you encompass that made them also think that you were the right person for the job because they weren't just going to give this job or, to anybody, you know, like, I feel like they saw things in you that they thought embodied the Southeast Polk program, you know? Yeah, I think, um, I think a lot of it was just my willingness to put time and effort in because that's what coach C's done for, he did it for 20 years, right? You know, he does, I do the spring, spring and summer wrestling. I'm a part of Iowa USA wrestling. I ref every weekend and I go bring kids to Northern Plains last weekend. We have last chance qualifier coming up. I, um, last year I helped coach the 16 U dual team. I go to Fargo every year. Um, so like, those things. And, you know, we have practiced two or three times a week. So I, I, you know, I show up and supervise those and I don't miss anything. And I think that's kind of the, was the main reason I just, I tailed coach C and did whatever he did. And I enjoy doing that. So it's kind of was a natural like transition. And then, you know, our assistant coaches all were on board with it, which was extremely important because like I said, if we didn't have all of them and their specific roles, you know, it wouldn't be the same. So they were all okay with me stepping in and it kind of was just like a perfect, perfect fit and perfect transition for when coach C wanted to get out. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, when you, when you thought you kind of felt that you were, you know, maybe the heir apparent to coach Christensen, because you were the first ever 
I thought I read you were the first ever co-head coach ever at Southeast Pope. Like that's never been a thing before. Yeah. So like I said, my first year, I just wrestled, um, worked out with the guys. Second year, I kind of moved up and did 50% of 50 ish percent, whatever, whatever you want to say. Um, as far as like the practices, running practices, planning, um, I did a little bit of like the administration stuff and the behind the scenes stuff, whatever coach C sent to me. And then, um, that next year he was like, I'm done. And I, and then we were like, Nope, no, you're not. You're going to come back and coach for another year. Cause Gabe is going to be a senior and you know, you don't want to miss that. And he would, we basically came to the agreement that I would basically be the head coach, but we're co-head coaches kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so like I did pretty much all of the co-head coach job or the, the head coach job. Mm-hmm. And then, but I mean, he was, he was still super involved, you know, he helped right, and right. Did, did a bunch and, you know, talked, but as far as like practices and things like that, like I pretty much did all of that stuff and he kind of got to be a coach slash dad more. Yeah. Um, and so it, it ended up being a really good year and, you know, we, we had a good year that year. I think we won, I don't know, won a couple, had a couple guys win a state title and, you know, I got like, I think we got second in both styles or both traditional and dual. So, you know, it ended up being a good year. And then, you know, that was when Gabe was going to college and, and he was transitioning out and ended up being a perfect year of kind of, Hey, you know, we're, you're not going to be the head coach, you know, where you're like the only one in charge, but you get to do a lot of the head coaching stuff. And then that next year I was pretty much ready to rock and roll. Yeah. What was it like walking in that first practice? What was coach C there when you were okay? So you're the head coach now. This is your first year. This is your first practice as head coach. Were, was coach Christensen there or were you there by yourself? Did you walk in like, were you nervous? Or? No, no, no. I was, I, I, I don't get too nervous about stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm not much of like a public speaker. So I kind of struggle with that, that kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else like doesn't really bother me. So it was, the, the only the only really crappy part about my first year was it was the the covid year where we right, had like yes. we had like you know masks and we had to like split practices and less competition and it was i mean it was a mess so it was i guess it was a good learning experience because you know hopefully we'll fingers crossed we'll never have something like that happen again but mm-hmm. if we do you know kind of able to adapt and um so that was that made things a lot different than normal but after that you know that next season we're back to just normal stuff and like i said i've got awesome assistants that do a ton of stuff wow. so i don't have to do everything in our program we have people who who have their roles and that's why we're successful and um i get to do a lot of the varsity stuff or whatever you want to call it and the and the wrestling side of things on that and we have coaches for each of our jv teams who kind of head that up and build their schedules and do practices with them so it's it works really well mm-hmm. now um so you take over you know southeast polk how do you um incorporate your style and your coaching philosophy into a program that's already 
set up like Southeast Polk without like taking away from the tradition that it has, you know, because you want to make it your own. Right. So like, how did you kind of mesh that together? Um, I mean, we kept a lot of the things that have made us successful, you know, from the beginning. Um, but you know, I'm just, I have a way different personality than coach C. So, you know, kind of just as, as those last couple classes, those last couple freshman classes and, you know, transition out, they don't know anything different other than just me. Um, but I would say I'm just a little bit more upbeat and, you know, our, our wrestling style has maybe changed just a little bit with the times. So it's probably more of a like technique and, and what a practice looks like type of culture change rather than a, um, you know, I mean, we still talk about the same stuff, you know, we, we do the same preseason stuff. We do the same hell week or whatever you want to call it at the beginning (laughs) of the year. And, and we go to the very similar tournaments. It's just, um, I maybe interact with kids just differently than coach C did. And, Mm. you know, some kids that's good and some kids it's bad. So, um, you know, I, I would say our, it hasn't changed a ton, but um, I would say we've probably got more kids wrestling than ever, you know, out of season. And, and we've got a bunch of kids who really love the sport. And um, we've we've been super lucky to, ha- to have those types of kids. Yeah. Speaking of kids who wrestle out of season, you know, I wanted to ask, um, how do you kind of let them rest adequately throughout the whole season, throughout the whole year? Because kids seem to be in season. It's not, you know, like the records aren't maybe as wild as they used to be getting 50 60 matches whatever but they're wrestling all year round you know so how do you kind of let them rest and recover adequately throughout the whole year they're wrestling we give i mean we give a lot of like one to two week breaks throughout the year Mm -hmm. Um, and it also depends on the type of kid you know so like if you get a kid who um, is training for Fargo and, and wants to do well at Fargo, we've got to train them a little bit differently than a kid who, Hey, they've, they only, they want to do the Ankeny freestyle Greco tournament and that's it. You know? Mm -hmm. So we've got a lot of kids that are on different schedules, but, um, you know, I, I try to make sure that our off season practices at our high school aren't anything crazy because a lot of those kids that are training really hard or getting that through their club practices so try to make ours a little more upbeat and and you know have fun and we play a lot of games and <laughs> mess around a lot and you know make it enjoyable for them if it, you know because a lot of those clubs i mean they train their kids hard because yeah. that's th- that's this is their season you know so um and and we have a ton of kids who go to club and so you know our practices like we had a practice last night we probably like i don't know 45 or 50 kids and we played uh, played played spike ball in a game we call nine circle for I don't know 15 or 20 minutes into practice and then it was like all right like warm up and then we did a few matches and then got out you know so it's nothing nothing crazy um but yeah we give you know we'll give them a couple weeks off after the state tournament and then we took a 20 kids up to regionals at 
in Wisconsin Dells. And then we took a week off after that. And then we'll, we got a couple of kids going to 16 U duels and a couple of kids going to junior duels. And then, you know, we'll take a few days off after that. And then they got Fargo camp and then Fargo. And then we, we actually take like a month, month and a half off after Fargo nice. um, of like structured practice. If kids want to come in and mess around or roll around that, I'm good with it, but yeah, we'll take that time off and then we start back up in fall training and then we'll take a few weeks off before the season starts. And I don't know, it's, that's a lot obviously, but, um, yeah, it's, you got to work around their schedule a little bit and what they want to do and, and just make sure that, that you're giving them enough time to, to take a break, but not too much time because then they won't come back to the room and it's, there's like a fine line there and a, a good balance. Yeah. And you know, yes, that, that sounds like a lot of wrestling. However, there's a lot of different age groups there, you know, 16 and under juniors, you know, and then you're also, I, you know, you're spitting in rest time. We'll take a week off here. We got a month here, you know, so I, I, like you said, there's a balance there and it seems like obviously you found some successful balance with this, with as, you know, good as your program is. Um, so yeah, I mean that's kind. Of, it's kind of all what we've we've always done, and I think it's that's probably really consistent throughout the state. I would imagine, especially with your top programs, I would say they're all on a very similar schedule, you know. And some of our kids take, well, I mean, some of our kids will take two months off, you know, after the high school state tournament, and yeah. some kids won't, you know, if if they play baseball, they don't they don't come in in the, in the summer, you know, or if they play football, they aren't practicing in the fall. So, um, we have some kids who run track, so they didn't practice all spring and now they'll, you know, come back in and get a couple times a weekend. And it just, you know, for our kids that are only wrestlers, that's probably more of like what I just explained is more of their, their yearly schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one last thing I want to touch on, um, is Nate Jessaroga. Yep. Um, the reason is I believe you guys handle it really well. You know, um, I quit my senior year. Um, I was right before conference and, you know, tough, tough decision. So like, and I didn't have half the hackle, you know, any of the accolades that Nate does. So like, you know, what was that like? And when did you hear? And I just want to ask, cause you guys handle it, like I said, really well. I mean, you were at his graduation party the other day. So, you know, um, um yeah, me and me and Nate have an awesome relationship. And I, I mean, I think we still do. We we talk quite a bit. And, you know, when I found out that that's kind of where his head was at, you know, and I had known something was like different for a couple weeks and, you know, trying to trying to get it figured out. And Nate's not one to to talk. And that's probably why it took a while for all of that information to come out because he's just not like someone who talks to a lot of people outside of his like inner circle, which I think is a good thing. Um, but yeah, you know, we talked about it and never, ever mad at him, never frustrated, just wanted what was best for him. And if, if he thinks this is best for him, then I'm, I'm going to support him all day. And I told him that I was like, dude, I don't care about wrestling I, I just want you to be happy and you know we've no i mean even since he would come come watch competitions his brother little brother wrestles for us and um he's just been training for the navy and he's now he's about 160 pounds of 
pure muscle, which I can't imagine. I was talking to his dad at his grad party and I was like, I want no part of this guy ever. ever. <laughs> I mean, he used to kick my butt as is when he was 120 pounds. So, um, but no, we've, you know, me and Nate will still talk about wrestling and still, you know, discuss it. It's just not something he wanted to do anymore. And, you know, that it is what it is. Some kids, that's just how it goes. Like, I mean, I went, I mean, every kid goes through a period where they don't want to do it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Nate, Nate trains at such a high pace and he has such high expectations for himself that he's not going to be someone who half asses something. So yeah. he's not all into it. I'm, I mean, he's probably not going to do it and we'll, we'll always support Nate and never have any ill will towards him at all. I mean, I love the Jessaroga family, Joel, I saw Joel at Nate's grad party, love Joel, talk to him all the time and justice wrestles for us. And he's awesome. He's been a a great, you know, he had a great freshman year and, you know, Nate did a ton of awesome things. I got to travel all over the country with him and, you know, got to experience a ton of stuff with him. I mean, he won us, literally won us a state title, you know, his junior year and, um, you know, we'll, we'll support his choices no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cause that, I feel like that could be tough for a coach in the, in the sense that like, because of you, you want your team and you want to compete and you're like, gosh, this is not, this is going to suck, but it's what's best, you know? And that can be just a tough pill to swallow at times, you know? But like I said, you guys handle it with such grace and poise. I just, so. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I, you know, people can say what they want about Southeast Polk, but you know, we're, we're here for the kids. Not, it's not the other way around. So, um, you know, I'll always err on their, their side and, um, you know, especially a kid like Nate and, you know, kids that do the right things all the time and and they train the right way. Like it's, it's impossible to be mad at them, you know? So I've loved Nate. I mean, he's going to kill it in the Navy. Yeah. Is that what he's going to be a Navy or he's going to the Navy? going Navy. Yeah. I mean, I think the goal is to be a Navy SEAL at some point. And, um, he's, I mean, he's got the mindset to do it. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about him. He'll, he'll go out and dominate the, dominate the Navy, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I gotta also imagine Nate probably wasn't the first kid to quit either yeah. or that you've had quit. You know, he's just more well-known if you will, you know, but right. he's not the first no i mean he's not the first and he's not going to be the last and right. and we you know we have a couple kids who don't wrestle for us anymore that were you know multiple time aau place winners and you know for, for whatever reason they just didn't want to do it anymore i mean last year we had a kid who who quit wrestling for a week and went out for swimming for a week two weeks and then turned around and joined the team again luckily and ended up being got fifth at the state tournament that year you know and then the same kid this year this fall tells me he's not going to wrestle and then and then he i'm like all right man like good luck like you know hope let me know if you need anything and he comes back to it on his own and gets fifth again at the state tournament and it's kind of just to me i'm i'm not gonna try to force a kid to wrestle Mm -hmm. if they don't want to you know like you'll come back to it when it's time yeah (laughs) a deal so yeah you know last question for you my uncle says that that 
that's always tough for him. And it's still tough to him for the, you know, to this day after 20 some years that when kids, when kids quit, when they come to his office and he quits and he has to continue teaching or continue on with his day, you know, is that, do you find that or do you echo that sentiment? Like, is it tough when somebody says, Hey, I'm, I'm done. And you're like, well, shoot, now I got to go teach class. And this kid just quit. Yeah. You know, we talk about, you know, earlier we talked about things that get me worked up. Like that stuff does <laughs> get me worked up obviously, but um, you know, I think earlier in my career, those things would bother me a lot more and I'm still young, so I've got a long ways to go. But um, I think over time, it's just like, I would look back and be like, well, there were times I wanted to quit high school and college too. And, and kids' minds are ever evolving and changing and they, they get thrown so much stuff at them at all times that it, I, I mean, it would suck to be a high school kid right now. Like I didn't, I didn't have a phone or social media or anything like that. When I was growing up, like right. we had phone, I think I got a phone as a junior in high school or something, something mm-hmm. stupid like that, you know? And, and we didn't have Twitter and Facebook and all those things are like just coming out. So, right. you know, social media now is crazy. And, and I think things are just different now than they were before. And, um, you know, and it's like, I don't, I'm not just going to be like, well, you have to, like, I, I, mean, I don't control these kids lives. Mm-hmm. So it sucks. I get, I get mad. And then, you know, you kind of just got to sit back and think on it and just, you know, really decide if, if it's something you want to push or not. And, you know, almost every time it's like, ah, I'm just not going to push it. Like yeah. they'll come back. Like I said earlier, they'll come, if it means, you know, if it's meant to be, they'll come back when it, when they're ready. And if it's not meant to be, it's just not meant to be like, I don't hold any ill will towards those kids. Like I still see them in the, in the halls and I say, Hey, what's up? And, you know, ask them how football or baseball is going. And, you know, I try to keep up with all that stuff and it just kind of is what it is. We move on. And that's why we build a program that has, you know, 70 to 80 kids on the team. So if, if, if we lose a kid, we just, Hey, you know, now you know, on to the next, you know, we've, we've got to, we've got to push these kids hard. And, and, you know, if someone goes down or, or quits or whatever, we've hopefully got someone behind them. Yeah. Well, uh, two things I want to say real quick. One shout out to all the assistant coaches. You've said it numerous times in this interview, you know, how important it is to your program, not only your pro- but programs everywhere how important assistant coaches are. I know my uncle has talked very highly of all his assistant coaches he's had over the years. So without them, you know, programs aren't nearly as good. You know, head coaches get all the the credit, but man, assistant coaches are important, you know? Oh, it's like I said, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do anything that we do here, you know, and I attribute all of our success to them. And, and I'm sure coach C would echo the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had, we have awesome coaches who do a lot of the administrative roles and then we have a ton of coaches who wrestle every day and, and it just, it takes a village to, to be successful. Yeah. So we're super lucky here. And also secondly, shout out to your wife because you just listed all, all of these things that you go and do for wrestling practices, Northern Plains, Wisconsin Dells, all these things. And you're gone quite a bit. And, you know, oh, yeah, my my wife is a hammer. Um, and, I mean, we also have three kids under four. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's it's crazy. Luckily, she understands 
and you know, kind of just, she gets it. And she, I mean, she was a successful athlete at Warburg too. She understands like the time and commitment it takes to, to be good. And, you know, I, I'll never be a three month a year coach. And, and if, if I am, then it's probably time for me to be done and let mm-hmm. someone else who wants to do it, take the reins. But uh, yeah, no, Becca, Becca's awesome. She's, she's a hammer. She loves, she likes wrestling too. So that helps, you know, she, she grew up like dating wrestlers and she kind of understands the whole thing and she likes the sport and likes to watch it. And, you know, obviously she's not super thrilled when I'm gone all the time, but she, she, she's understanding, I will say. Yeah. Um, Last thing I just thought of. So Bart Ryder was on your staff for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this, this year he was on Don Bosco's staff a little bit. And you guys dueled. Whose idea was it to turn his chair around on the Don Bosco side? He said somebody turned his chair around to face the other way as like a little. Yeah. So you know? that was, I, that was a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. When we, when, so he came on Bart's awesome. Bart's a man. Um, yeah. He helped us. I don't know who it was. We, I remember we just pulled into the gym and we got out, you know, and we were walking in and all the Bosco people are coming up and, they're asking where Bart was and, you know, they were like, Oh, we got something special for him, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they point over, they point over to the corner of the gym and there's a chair facing the, the wall. And yeah, I don't, I'm not sure who is, I'm, if I had a guess, it was like Ray Fox's idea or something, but um, that's just a guess. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's funny. Um, well, yeah, I'll let you go coach. Um, I appreciate the time. No, yeah. Hey, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Like, I, I know I messaged you, but I've been loving listening to the podcast. I, oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I'm like I said, I'm not a music person. I just listen to podcasts and, yeah. you know, it's, there's not a whole lot of wrestling ones out there. And then, you know, all the guests you are interviewing, I like either know personally or, you know, have followed them around or followed their careers. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Jake Agnich, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget, check out my new website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. As always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care. See you next time. You know that only the good die young.